Hello and welcome to the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. My name's Hugh and this week uh, I'm joined by regular special guest host Helen Daly. Hello Helen. Hello Hugh, how are you? I'm very well thanks. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, Morgan is off. I think we've run out of fun Doctor Who things to say. He's, he's trapped in a collapsing dwarf star uh, so he couldn't make it this week. Uh, but Helen's joining me instead uh, to talk about something very exciting. Um, last week we had planned to talk about this, but we were slightly uh, gazumped by developing events. So we're in second talk about it this week, which is uh, what we can expect from Doctor Who season 13. Uh, obviously we talked about this on the podcast like a year ago uh, when series 12 ended, but there's been a lot of new information since then, a lot of new leaks and exciting information. Uh, so we thought it was time to kind of have a look again, starting with... Uh, Probably the big news, the official news that we have about Series 13, which is that. Helen, do you want to say? I need a drum roll, I think, didn't okay. you? Um, <laughs> great. Uh, that John Bishop will be the new companion in the TARDIS of exciting news. Dun, dun, dun. So um, when this was announced, it was a bit of a like, whoa moment, because the BBC had been pretty good at keeping it secret. And they'd sort of at least implied that it was just going to be Jodie Whittaker and Mandit Gill uh doing Doctor Who which I think would have been quite interesting but to be honest in hindsight obviously they were always going to want to add someone new because that's you know that's more interesting right like you kind of want a bit of new blood you kind of want a new character in there and it does seem like Dan's sort of a different sort of person to uh, Graham and Ryan I mean from the little we've seen of him I think you, you, you've got a little the little blurb the BBC had about him I do, yes. The BBC have said that he will face evil alien races beyond his wildest nightmare when he travels through space and time alongside the Doctor and Yaz. Um, Chris Chibnall added, it's time for the next chapter of Doctor Who, and it starts with a man called Dan. Um, (laughs) Very good, very good. Executive producer Matt Strevens, he added, it's been a total joy having John join the cast, and we've been having a lot of fun on set already. I'm sure they have been, and we can't wait for you to meet Dan when the show returns later this year. Yeah, so I mean, I, I on a personal note, this was shocking news because uh, we got the information through quite late. So I had to go through and rewrite quite a lot of our Doctor Who content talking about how it was just going to be the Doctor and Yaz. So that's that, that's a little insight into, uh, you know, we don't always get the, the the inside scoop very far ahead of time, but um, but a little bit ahead of time. Yeah, it, it's really interesting because it's interesting, especially if this is going to be Jodie Whittaker's last series, which is sort of the rumour, which we'll talk about later, is that we, you know, John Bishop's coming in to possibly only play this character for a few episodes. He's coming into an established TARDIS setup. You know, we, Morgan and I were talking about this. It's not that common to have a new companion kind of join mm. an established doctor and companion, if you know what I mean. Like, well, I couldn't really yeah. think of that many examples of that. I think the closest ex- example I can kind of think of is when we met Rory, and mm. he didn't kind of join as a full-time companion until a little bit later on. So but he, kind but of he had... is in that first episode with him though, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a similar but not the same. I see what you're saying, you know, we aren't starting afresh for the first time in a long time. Mm. And I kind of quite like that. I think, you know, the Doctor and Yaz, they have such a, a strong relationship, you know, very strong according to some fans. Mm. Um, and I think, um, I think, having their relationship tested by a new force is going to be something really interesting to explore whether he will test the relationship or whether he's just going to slot in nicely is yet to be seen but i can't imagine that they would resist the temptation to throw a little bit of a spanner in the works at some point well you'd hope there'd be a bit of interpersonal drama like i can imagine this era of the show kind of not wanting to dwell on it too much because sometimes it doesn't but i feel like you know yaz is so attached to the doctor we saw in the revolution of the dalek she's so like 
into that relationship and like traveling with the doctor and stuff it's kind of like this new guy comes in it surely she'd feel a little bit put out a little bit jealous she might even feel a bit bad for graham and ryan i don't know you you kind of hope they're gonna go in on that a little bit right yeah it's kind of like that i was here first um kind of relationship that you you expect is probably going to happen you know we've seen it before amy gets jealous because rory's on the tardis Mm. and i think i think it's a really interesting prospect definitely and I think John Bishop is a, a pretty good casting, actually, a pretty good mm. scope for the movie. Definitely. It's an interesting casting. I mean, it's because we did a Who Could Replace uh, Bradley Walsh and Tosin Colpiece um, a while back. Was, and we were sort of thinking about the sort of people who it would be. And I was thinking, I feel like they could try and get someone in a similar sort of mould as Bradley Walsh, who's this sort of light entertainment figure who does acting but isn't necessarily known for it. And I was kind of thinking of people more like, I mean, these people both do do acting, but I was thinking like, oh, Will Meller or Larry Lamb. Do you know what I mean? I was kind of thinking of comedy people. And actually, John Bishop kind of does fit that mould even better than they do because he's mainly known as a stand-up, but he does do serious acting, kind of like how Bradley Walsh was mainly known as a TV presenter, but he did also do serious acting before. So it's kind of like, it's got he's got that kind of mass appeal. He's got like 4 million Twitter followers or something. Um, but he also, you know, has the acting chops, I think, to pull it off. So it's kind of like... He's sort of a an everyman figure, which is something that this era of Doctor Who is very keen to kind of appeal to. I mean, he we, one of the only things we do know about him because they did like a little mini trailer for him is that well, he's, he's from Liverpool, which isn't that surprising. Um, but also, uh, he seems to be some sort of painter decorator, right? Like he's sort of loading stuff into a van, or he at least knows somebody who is. And it's kind of like they're kind of, they kind of really seem to be pushing him, like how Graham, you know, is this bus driver from Sheffield who didn't believe in aliens and kind of ends up seeing the wider world, you know, it feels like he's a similar sort of, similar sort of character. Yeah, I think it would be fair to say John Bishop is quite good at playing the working class role, you know, mm. he's in Skins, um, he's been in Ken Loach's Root Irish, he's been in an ITV drama, again, playing another Liverpoolian uh, called Fearless. I think it's something that would work quite well for John Bishop. I think you know, he is that likeable chap. He is that guy that you could quite easily have a conversation with in the pub. In, well, in the future in the pub. Um, not yet. But um, I think I think he's a really well-liked guy. And I think it's actually going to be really interesting to see him step into, you know, a proper sci-fi, see him do something a little bit more imaginative, a bit more creative and just see where the role takes him. But I'm actually really excited to see him. I think he's a really great guy. And um, I think Dan will be the man. <laughs> great i mean so it, it does tend to happen that when you get a new companion the doctor who reboots a little bit and i you know i hope that that does kind of it does bring a bit of life and you know excitement to the new series um obviously we should delve in a little bit um on in that uh little blurb the bbc gave it said he's going to be facing monsters beyond his wildest nightmares and although this hasn't been officially announced we do actually have a pretty good idea of what some of these monsters are um listeners may have noticed we're moving from very official confirmed things to things that we're pretty sure about but aren't officially confirmed and then later on we'll be going to sort of hearsay about series 13 but um one of the first times john bishop was seen filming for series 13 we knew he was in it before he was a announced as a companion a lot of people just thought he was an actor in it um was they seemed to be filming an episode with sontarans uh so we haven't actually seen sontarans in doctor who properly for a while um they the last sort of proper sontaran episode was in 2008 then uh, we had Strax, who was um, obviously a Sontaran character, was acting alongside Matt Smith's Doctor quite a lot, and Peter Capaldi's Doctor once. I think the last time we saw him was in about 2014. Uh, so we have seen Sontarans around, but this looks like a new design for them. 
Um, it looks like they're kind of out in force. It might be a historical story. We're not really sure, but it's quite interesting. I mean, what are your thoughts on the Sontarans? Would you be excited to see them again? I think they're always quite good value. You mm. know, they're, they're quite funny. They're quite a little bit intimidating, you know, probably not the most scariest monster, but I think um, I think it's always nice to see a classic monster come back. Um, Sontarans with new costume, whether that's true or not, I think... I think it would be good to see them have a bit of an upgrade and maybe take them a little bit more seriously because they've always been that kind of Mr. Potato Head kind of character. Yeah. I wonder how they'll bounce off someone with the comedy chops like John Bishop. That's um, true. I didn't think of it'd that. It would be quite interesting to see. I wonder if they'll go down that route because that seems like quite an obvious route or if they'll actually make them quite threatening. I, I really hope they make them more threatening because I think, they, you know, an army of monsters is scary. That's what the Daleks are. It's what the Cybermen are. So I think... They do have the, the potential to be up there as one of the scariest monsters, but whether they will be is probably yet to be seen. Yeah, I'm quite interested because I feel like they're relatively underused Doctor Who monster because, you know, people love returning to the Daleks and Cybermen so much. They don't kind of, they, they had their one upgrade and then they haven't really been back again. I mean, even the Ice Warriors have had, I think, slightly more. They've had a couple of stories um, over the years. So I, I'm quite interested to see what they do with them. Like you say, it would be interesting to see if they do a different side with them. I also find it quite interesting that, again, if this is Jodie Whittaker's last series, which we'll get to later, it's kind of interesting to see them throwing in like these familiar monsters, almost like a bit of a gauntlet for it, because there's some other ones as well, apparently. And it's interesting to think, like you said, if there's this big army of Sontarans, you know, her facing off with them, whether that's John Bishop's first episode or whatever, like you could imagine that being quite a sort of baptism of fire, literally, possibly in some cases. And yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's quite interesting. And I actually quite like the Sontarans. It's, you know, like I said, I like sort of the fact that they're a monster who's been around for a while, but they're not there all the time. They're not the Daleks, they're not the Cybermen. It's kind of, you know, nice yeah. to see them see them coming back. Yeah, no, in terms of in terms of the Sontarans and in terms of your point about um, they're bringing back, allegedly, a, a quite a few classic monsters for Jodie's final uh, series, if it is her final series, it kind of does seem to start adding up in my head that it could be her end. You know, they kind of chuck literally the kitchen sink at a doctor when they're about to regenerate. Mm. Um, we saw it quite literally with Matt Smith. So I think, you know, if she's going to face quite a lot of classic monsters, it doesn't look great <laughs> for, her, for the 13th doctor, but, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we should say one of the other classic monsters uh, that she's rumoured to appear with, maybe maybe classics are the wrong word, but very popular monster, uh, is the Weeping Angel. So um, there was, there have been rumours of this for quite a long time. Uh, they were filming, uh, someone was filming a Weeping Angel in, um, I believe in Penarth uh, in South Wales uh, a few months ago, and people weren't sure whether it was for Doctor Who or not, um, but because they're also doing a Weeping Angel game at the moment, so people thought it might be for that, some sort of promotional thing, but... Uh, as of this week, depending on when you listen to this, but you know, in early January, Jodie Whittaker has been seen filming on a beach with a weeping angel, which seems pretty conclusive. Um, you know, I it's a slightly different looking weeping angel, which we won't get into, we won't get into too many deals. I'm not sure. I mean, we're sort of delving into spoilers here, but you know, it's, it's it, they're, they're filming outside. You know, people know about it. Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably know about it already. Um, but yeah, it seems like the weeping angels are coming back. And again, this is a really interesting choice because the weeping angels have only really had two stories. They're the, probably one of the only classic modern monsters in that they're the kind of ones that have been created since 2005 who have recurred a lot. I mean, maybe the silence as well a little bit. A couple of the ones that popped up in um, Revolution of the Daleks, actually. Obviously, there's a Weeping Angel there, which might have been a bit of a clue. But, you know, they've done two big stories. They did, no, three big stories, actually, because they did Blink, 
they did um, Time of Angels, Flesh and Stone, and then The Angels Take Manhattan. Great title, not such a good episode. Um, so it's, and it's been a while since that. That was in 2012, I think. Uh, the last time we had a proper Angels episode, and they sort of have little cameos and they turned up in class. If you ever watched Class, the, um, the Doctor Who spin off. But yeah, we've not seen them for a really long time. And, you know, we didn't see Peter Capaldi's Doctor with them at all. They were created by the previous showrunner, Stephen Moffat. So he must have had to be involved to kind of give his permission for this. I mean, I've talked for a long time here. Are you excited to see the uh, the Weepy Angels back? Yeah, no, I actually am. I think, um, God, God, 2012 seems like such a long time ago. <laughs> and I think it was probably right that they had that break because, you know, we've talked before about kind of overusing a, a character in Doctor Who, like the Daleks can kind of weaken the um, terror almost. But I think the Weeping Angels are still a genuinely very good and very exciting monster because you you don't know what's going to happen next with them and they are very unpredictable still because we don't really know everything about them yet so I think it's actually a really great time um, for them to come back and I'm actually really excited to see what they're doing on the beach you know it sounds a bit like a Doctor Who Cluedo special you know we <laughs> that'd be so cool on the beach <laughs> with Jodie Whittaker so um, you know did they do it who knows <laughs> I think that's about I mean I'd love to see a Doctor Who murder mystery I think that'd be brilliant um <laughs> As they sort of did that, didn't they, with the unicorn and the wasp? But they could do it again with the weeping angel. Um, I think as well, it's kind of interesting with these guys, uh, the weeping angels and the Sontarans. Obviously, we know this series as being slightly curtailed by uh, coronavirus restrictions. There's eight episodes instead of 11, um, and they're not doing any overseas filming, which is what this era of Doctor Who has been very fond of. And you do kind of wonder whether it's like, well, look, we're going to have to bring out the big guns. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've, we've done Daleks and Sidemen. What other great monsters are there? What are we going to be able to do if we can't you know, go and film in these amazing locales? What can we do here in the UK that will still make it an exciting series? It's like Weeping Angels, they're a monster that's still kind of, still people still talk about. I mean, our, our colleague Michael, the Radio Times sports editor said that he doesn't watch Doctor Who, but he still finds the Weeping Angels scary. Uh, and we ran a poll asking um, the readers which monster they wanted to bring back a few months ago, Weeping Angels, you know, like people still like them, people still find them scary. They haven't really been overused in the same way as, as like you'd say, the Daleks or you know, even the Master, you know, when Sasha One came back, we were like, wow, the Master's back. But it had been less than three years since, you know, actually basically just two years, more or less, since um, the Master had last been on screen. Whereas it's been like, you know, eight years or four years, if you count class, since the Weeping Angels have been around. It's kind of feels like they've rested long enough and it's nice that we can bring them back for a proper story, you know, a proper scary Doctor Who story with the Weeping Angels but with a new Doctor. I mean, that's quite exciting. Yeah, no, I'm really interested to see how Jodie's Doctor takes them on. And there were some kind of pictures. There was someone who has set Twitter alight a little bit that looks a little bit like Sally Sparrow in the sense that she's wearing a similar kind of whimsical Ooh. 60s costume. You know, is this the return of Sally Sparrow? I highly doubt it, but, you know, <laughs> potentially it would be quite nice. Um, they, they couldn't get Carrie Mulligan, I imagine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she's too busy doing, you know, Gatsby and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I think going back to your point as well about the locations and whether they need to bring out the Weeping Angels, I don't think they've ever necessarily needed to bring out the big guns. I think, it, you know, Doctor Who at its heart is a show that turns, you know, plungers into very, very scary monsters. Um, you know, it's it doesn't need to go abroad. It's always amazing, of course, when it does. It brings out huge spectacles, but I think... Doctor Who is just as scary and emotive on a beach as we've seen in The Party and the Ways mm. um, as it is with, you know, a massive shoot in New York or Lanzarote or wherever else they head off to. So I think um, 
whatever the Weeping Angels are going to bring out, it's going to be spectacular. It'll be a blockbuster episode, no doubt, because the Weeping Angels are that kind of monster that just give good stories. And I think that's really what we want for if it is Jodie's final season, we want her to go out with a bang, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that feels like a very natural uh, segue to the last point of this week's podcast, which is Jodie Whittaker leaving. We, we obviously, Morgan and I last week talked a lot about uh, whether that's true, what it could mean and stuff. But there's a few things like worth talking about, because obviously if this is Jodie Whittaker's last season, the story is that she's leaving. Um, that's surely going to impact these stories in a big way. You talked about how, you know, all these monsters, they, it's like they're throwing things at the, the Doctor. And to an extent, they have, that. that's true. But also, I feel like the series needs to cram a lot in because if we're only getting eight episodes for Jodie Whittaker's final run, it's like, do they need to bring back Sasha Dewan's master? I feel like they kind of do. He, you know, he's only starred with her in three episodes and they have this kind of unresolved tension and we know he survived. Do they need to bring back Joe Martin's other Doctor? You'd kind of think so at least once before the end. Or, you know, will the next Doctor pick that story up? Like, David Tennant met uh, River Song, but she was mainly starring with Matt Smith. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it can kind of work either way. I mean, how big a part of the story do you think Jodie's exit would be in terms of like, you know, when David Tennant was leaving, it felt like it was like a whole year or so of them teasing this is going to happen. And I mean, do you think it's going to be a major plot point or will it just be kind of like, I mean, I guess like Peter Capaldi's final season was a normal season and then at the end he kind of just regenerated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see them kind of going down a, a snap regeneration as such. Mm. I wonder whether they would dedicate a full season to the arc. It would be nice if they did, because I think, I mean, personally, I think Jodie... I've really enjoyed her doctor and would love to see her do more. If this is the end, then I think it would be nice to see her go out with a big bang. Mm. But what I can see happening is that, you know, as you said, there's been a lot of kind of loose ends with the master. You know, we've seen her delve into the doctor's past, uncover a lot of secrets that, you know, has been picked up and then left again. So I think, I wonder if they will delve back into that. I wonder whether... I wonder whether she'll just, you know, go back into prison, whether prison will come back up again. There's been a lot of kind of big stuff that's happened for her incarnation. And it seems too tempting to ignore all of that if it was to be her swan song. How they would tie it all up together, that is definitely not my job. But um, I would be I would be really curious to see what they would leave out and why, because I think they'd have to address it further on, like you say, with the pre with a following doctor. I think so too. I mean, the fact that it's, it's, it feels like it's going to be a little bit more like, you know, when Christopher Eccleston left and David Tennant came in, it kind of stayed like the same show. Whereas I think there was a bit more of a reboot between Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. With Chris Chibnall staying on, which is the rumour, even if Jodie leaves, it feels like he could kind of have whoever the next Doctor is continue a lot of these storylines and kind of like, it may not be such a like, this is the end of an era, it might just be, here's a continuation. You know, arguably, you could even have like you know maybe Dan and Man Mandip Gills Yaz wouldn't even wouldn't even necessarily need to leave. Do you know what I mean? They could they could carry on with with the next Doctor. Like, there's no particular reason just because Jodie Whittaker's leaving that they would have to. But I don't know. It, it, it's all quite unprecedented. This like it's obviously we've had Doctors leave before, but we've sort of tended to have them leave after a little bit longer. We we talked last week. Obviously, Jodie's been in the role for about the same amount of time, like from casting to exit. Again, if this rumour is true, but she won't have done as many episodes. She'll have done about 10 to 14 less, about a series less than other Doctors. So it's sort of kind of in between the Christopher Eccleston sort of thing where he left very early and the Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi or David Tennant thing where they kind of, 
were in it for quite a long time. She's sort of in between. So it is a bit unprecedented. It's kind of like, to what extent are they going to try and wrap everything up? To what extent is, is, is our storylines going to carry on? Would we even want them to try and wrap up, like, say, the Timeless Child storyline, the Fugitive Doctor, you know, whatever's going on with Sasha Dewan? Would we even want that to kind of be rushed through in eight episodes? Or would we rather they kind of didn't necessarily resolve it with Jody and then have the next Doctor pick them up? I mean, I guess it kind of depends on how they choose to address all this stuff. And whether they do address all this stuff, arguably you could never see Jo Martin's Doctor again. Like, it, she kind of served her purpose, arguably. Like, we'd all love to see her again, but could maybe this show won't bring her back. I don't know. It's all just a bit, uh, as is becoming clear, there's not actually much we know about what about what to expect. And the possibilities are kind of endless. But yeah, I don't know. It feels like it has to be important that she's, that she's leaving. That has to be part of it. Like, that's kind of how you make it a selling point rather than a detriment of the show right if you're if you're leading you know your leading actors leaving you kind of want to make that uh, make it make it a positive for you like you can turn it into a story that will appeal to people rather than like oh no she's just leaving that's just bad do you know what i mean yeah and of course she's been the first female doctor like she's mm. a trailblazer for the show without a doubt it would be such a shame for her not to have a big exit if it was the kind of Peter Capaldi snap exit. I think it would be quite disappointing. I think she needs to have the big David Tennant final victory swan song of a, an episode. I think it would be really fantastic for her. It does depend, of course, whether Chris Chibnall is staying on. The rumour is, of course, that he is. Um, he can kind of get away with rolling the story on. I think if he's leaving, then it would feel right to tie it up. It would also be interesting to see whether Yaz and, of course, Dan would stay on. Mm. I, it would be a shame to see Dan leave after one episode. It feels like it's a kind of one-year contract and done. Um, so, you know, I'd, I'd like to see him become more of a permanent member of staff, um, even at this <laughs> early stage. You kind of want, you know, it takes more than a season to get to warm to a, a companion, I think. And it would be unfair if, if he was leaving with, with Jodie, if that was true. Yeah, I mean, he would have literally just done eight episodes, which is like, you know, Pearl Mackey got to do 12 at the time, well, 13 actually in the end, she did the special. And, you know, we all thought that was a bit of a shame. And it's kind of like, no, he only got to do eight. <laughs> that would be quite rubbish for him. Yeah, no, I think um, I think whatever they're going to bring out, it's it's going to be epic because, you know, like we've already seen the Sontarans and the Weeping Angels are going to be coming back. So, you know, we've already, the standard's been set pretty high for this series, I would say. Also a big name like John Bishop, who's got some serious acting chops on him, I think serves it well. You know, in terms of the story, I, I just hope, I hope that she does go out with a bang if she does. And I hope that, you know, I think it'd be really cool to see some stories tied up, definitely. I agree. Uh, but what do you think, our listeners, if indeed you are still listening, uh, are you excited to see the return of monsters like the Sontarans and the Weeping Angels? Uh, if Judy Whittaker is leaving, do you think the series should make a big deal of it or should they just kind of let her go quietly, <laughs> if that's the right way to say it? And, you know, what do you think of John Bishop as Dan? Uh, we haven't really had a chance to ask about that because obviously last week we were dealing with the more breaking news. Uh, but let us know what you think he's going to be like and whether you're excited to see a new companion in the TARDIS. Uh, we'll be back next week. Some combination of presenters, whoever, whoever, whoever wants to do it. Uh, to talk hopefully about the possible return of Torchwood, although maybe we won't if there is breaking news in between now and then, can't make any promises. Uh, until then, I've been Hugh. I've been Helen. And this has been us doing lots of baseless speculation about Doctor Who, as per usual. Goodbye. <laughs>